0: If you were advising somebody that was a, a creative of some description that was thinking about setting up some kind of patronage model, beyond the, the, this um, ability of reassuring yourself that you can consistently um, produce content of value that will be useful to your community, what, what are the key considerations do you think that uh, a creative needs to think about when they're entering into this space?
1: You're listening to Tim Wright. Now, normally, I'd introduce you to Tim as the guest on today's episode of the Subscription Entrepreneur Podcast. But it wouldn't be entirely accurate to call Tim my guest on the show. You see, Tim is the host of the Expo North podcast, which is devoted entirely to helping artists, musicians, and other creative professionals earn a living doing what they love. Tim recently invited me onto his show to talk about how creative workers can use the membership model to create stable and predictable income streams that support both their lives and work. We had such an engaging conversation that I asked him if I could share our conversation with you here, and he said, yes, of course. As you'll hear in this episode, Tim asks a lot of thought-provoking questions that helped me reflect on the trends and patterns I've seen in my work with thousands of successful online entrepreneurs over the past 10 years. We cover some important topics like the easiest ways for you to create a paid membership or community, how to see value in your creative work and actually put a price tag on it, the biggest pitfalls and traps you should avoid when getting started, and a lot more. So if you've ever wondered if it was actually possible for you to create an online income stream around your creative work, this episode is for you. As always, I'm your host, Eric Turnerson, and this is episode 148 of the Subscription Entrepreneur Podcast.
0: Eric, great to speak to you, uh, and I really appreciate you taking the time to have a chat with Expo North about MemberMouse. Tell me a little bit about the origins. What what made you think about developing something like MemberMouse, and and how you went about it?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me on this. It's a, a pleasure to be here, and yeah, I'm happy to talk about that. So, my background's in software engineering, mm-hmm. and Right out of college, I started consulting and quickly I realized looking around me, the guys who've been there for 20 years, that that wasn't the path that I was interested in. Okay. So I started looking for different business opportunities. Um, I ultimately ended up building an online course that I was selling with a couple guys. It didn't end up really making any money, but what I did learn from that is basically the, the ins and outs of the basics of internet marketing. Okay. Now, at some point with that product, we needed a, a membership portal. And this was back in 2009. And so I started looking around for different solutions and I couldn't find anything that really met the needs that I had. And so I basically built something myself since I had the capability to do that. And um, ultimately what ended up happening is people started asking about this membership software that I built okay. rather than the e-commerce product that I was, sorry, r- rather than the ebook course that I was selling. Uh-huh. And for a little bit, I resisted that. I was like, no, guys, I'm not running a <laughs> software company. This isn't for sale. Um, but ultimately, I got the message, and I was like, okay, well, people are clearly asking this of me, so um, I'll, I'll do it right. And so I basically started, uh, made a commitment at that point to build a membership software And, uh, started the design process, the whole requirements gathering, et cetera, et cetera. And then, uh, within, you know, a year or so, I had something that was a kind of uh, minimum viable product for member mouse.
0: Okay. So, so it was really, you know, answering your own initial needs. You hadn't looked out there and thought there's a big market for membership. It was uh, just something that, that met your individual needs. And then other people came to you and said, this is something we'd like to, like to, um, use ourselves exactly, and, and essentially, uh, what sort of form does it take? Is it, it's a plugin, um, it, or is it a standalone site? Explain to to our listeners what how MemberMouse specifically answers that membership need.
1: Sure. So MemberMouse is a plugin for WordPress. So okay. basically, any WordPress site can be uh, become a membership site using our plugin. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the now. Plugin is is kind of like a, a nondescript word. You can't really get much information from a plugin. I mean, there's plugins that are super tiny and do one little thing. And then there's plugins with like ours, which is essentially e-commerce software. Okay. Myself and my CTO, we were both uh enterprise level architects prior to working at MemberMouse. So it's a very sophisticated, large software application. Um that essentially transforms any WordPress site into a super high-powered e-commerce and membership portal. Um, And one of the blessings that we had early on uh, when we first started the product is we actually got a lot of high-volume internet marketers interested in using it. Okay. And the blessing there was that they were willing to kick the tires and say, hey, these are the things that we need to actually make a difference in our business. These are the things that are going to help us make more money, uh, decrease costs, automate the business, things like that. So in, it, in essence, in working with those people and responding to the needs of people who are on the forefront of these best practice strategies, we basically ended up building all of that into the software from a very early period. And that's really we'll, we can talk more about this later if you if you want, but that's really one of the things that really sets MemberMouse apart from, say, other other WordPress plugins that provide membership features
0: and and there are other membership uh, options as well in as much as you know some people have completely uh, managed sites where you're using their site it's in and exactly. rather than have something that's uh, 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 driven through your your own site what what do you do you think there are advantages to the the member
1: mouse approach from some of these other approaches of course but it's all dependent upon where the person's at Mm-hmm. Um, the tool for the job is really about what you're looking to build. So when anybody comes to talk to me um, and is inquiring basically about what's going to be the best thing for them to accomplish the goals they're looking to do, it's not an immediate answer in my mind that Member mouse is for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that when people are just getting started, there's a lot more important things to focus on than the heavy heavy technology that MemberMouse can provide. There's kind of like a proving ground for your idea that I think people should go through before they start really getting too bogged down in the technical implementation of the site. And this is a big mistake I think a lot of people make Mm -hmm. is they have an idea and they look at what other people are doing and they just try to copy what other people are doing rather than understand that a membership site is people are paying you and sometimes paying you on a, on a recurring basis. The thing that ultimately makes that successful is your content. Yeah. And so the thing that people often skip over is making sure that a, that they know what they're going to sell to people and B, that they can actually do it in a consistent manner and they feel comfortable with that. And so things like Patreon and uh, I, I don't know the other ones off the top of my head, but things like that where the the, the functionality is super watered down, Yeah, it's essentially you can just post content. And accept payments. I mean, there's a there's more features than that, but that's the essence. That's the fundamentals of it. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. a great place to start because it gets your muscle, your your content creation muscle moving. And also, one of the biggest uh, factors of the success or failure of a site is making that connection with your audience. Yeah. So the sooner that you can put something in front of an audience and get feedback and respond to that feedback, the better. So that's why I like Patreon for like, people are super in the beginning. They haven't done anything yet. It's great because they don't have to worry about the technology. They just put something up. And the thing is, they might realize in a week, I can't do this. And in that case, they haven't put a lot of work into building something full-fledged. Yeah. Really... Member mouse comes into the picture when you've had some success. When it's you've got that richer functionality, it can exactly. do more for you
0: and, and, and you can apply that more effectively when you understand your marketplace a little bit better. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, that's a really interesting one. And, and I, I think your, your point about this, um, Having sufficient self awareness to know that you are going to have to keep producing content is something that, that people sometimes don't necessarily um, figure out early enough. They, they, they think, hey, I can produce some stuff and I can do it, I do it reasonably often. But being consistent about that is a habit that a lot of people, I think, come to understand is tougher than they think.
1: Well, I mean, that's the consistency is really the fundamental bedrock of success in anything. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's learning to play an instrument or building a membership site. and so if you're not willing, if you're not if you don't have the capability or the willingness to have, to make that commitment of consistency, then you're pretty much just asking for a handout from people. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, in terms of the
0: the the sort of breadth of functionality that the member mouse can offer. Um, that is you know differentiates it from some of these simpler offerings give us an idea of the of the of the types of ways that people will be making use of this um, different people are uh, you know will be emphasizing different aspects of it but what are some of the key things that that, that um, you think member Mouse offers in that functionality area
1: sure well there's the fundamentals. Basically, which pretty much any membership plugin is going to have because it is essentially the fundamentals of membership sites. Yeah. And that is you can create something where people, a product where people can buy, you know, you can set a price, you can, you, with member mouse, you have a, a, a large amount of flexibility in terms of your pricing that you can set, one time purchase products, payment plan products, recurring pricing. Okay. uh free trials, paid trials, all, you know, anything you need to create. Yeah. And then once you have something that you can create that people can buy, the next part is okay, what do they get when they buy something? Yeah. What do they get when you pay when they pay you that money? So, being able to associate and uh have a paywall for controlling access to content based on what's purchased, this is something else that Membermouse does and we have a lot of flexibility in terms of how we enable people to do that, which makes it easy to set up and also easy to maintain over time. Okay. One of the things that one of the there's two different aspects that I look at in terms of running a membership business one is creating it, getting your starting point, and the next is maintenance and 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 uh, adjusting yeah. yeah, so a lot you know I would say. Most of the membership plugins that offer a service will allow you to set it up well, but not all of them do a good job of like, Oh, I need to make an adjustment later on in the future. I learned that actually this pricing might work better, or I want to add this special promotion or things like this. Member mouse has a lot of flexibility in terms of adjusting to your business needs. And that's one of the main things that it does. it, it uh, Gives you enough flexibility so that it's not it's not dictating how you should run your business. It's able to help you implement the business strategies that you want to do. Okay. So those fundamentals are there. You know, being able to set up products with certain pricing, being able to grant access to content based on what's been purchased, and of course that comes along with uh, you know obviously being able to log in, log out. Yeah, uh, it comes with the capability to have upsell functionality. So, you know, uh, I, I apologize to anybody because, you know, I'm kind of like throwing out maybe a lot of like industry terms here. I don't know how <laughs> familiar people no, are. I but, think
0: we, can, we can we can live with some of that, I think. Uh, okay. and, and if people have got questions about it, we'll we'll pick up on those questions.
1: Sure. So one of the critical things of running a membership site to be aware of is, is what's called lifetime customer value. It's okay. the... It's the value of of a customer that pays you over time. So if if you have a $10 a month subscription and the person's with you for four months, they have a $40 lifetime customer value. Mm -hmm. Now when you get a lot of members, you start to see trends. And you start to see, oh, my average lifetime customer value is around $50. That's a very important number to know because it helps you understand how much you can spend to acquire that customer in advertising. Um, how you, it, it gives you a metric so that you can understand if your strategies are helping to improve the retention, the amount of time that people are sticking with you or it's decreasing it. And also the people who are most likely to spend money with you. Are people who've already paid you for something? Yeah. And so we've all experienced this uh, an ups what's called an upsell process. You buy something, and then immediately on the following page, they say, "Hey, you know, accept this one-time offer for you know upgrading to this for twenty percent off or whatever." Yeah. Right. And so th- that's a critical strategy that is has proven to be very successful. And so MemberMouse allows you to do that. Okay. That the trade upsell chains, so you can maximize the revenue you're receiving from the customer. Now, that's one angle to put it. And I don't want to sound like we're trying to squeeze money out of people. So that's the business angle. The other angle is the intention behind this should be that, hey, you recognize that this customer likes this thing. Let me show them some other things that are relevant that they may also like. Yeah. So there's just two different perspectives on that.
0: There is and it's an interesting one because uh clearly the context that we're having this discussion is um in the application of this type of approach for particularly creatives, and I know a lot of creatives can get a little bit twitchy when it comes to seeing patrons and backers as and supporters as customers but right. there, there is certainly you know um, that other way of looking at it and saying you 're actually providing them with value, and if you understand the things that they like it's useful for you as the creative to understand what your audience uh, is appreciating, but it's good for you to be able to, to give them the things that they want because you know, that's, that's, that's the way that, um, that, that conversation works.
1: Yeah. And I recently went through this on this on my own. I, I compose music and I've been doing that for four since I was 14 years old. And so end of last year, I started a Patreon mm-hmm. and for my music and I went through the whole thing. Like even though uh, MemberMouse.com is is a membership site, I'm um, you know, I approach it as a business and I feel super comfortable putting a price on things because I, I understand the value in the exchange. When it came to setting up my Patreon, I was like, oh I'll I'll charge people a dollar, but it's optional. Like everything's gonna be for free and they can pay if they want, but everything's for free. And you know, it, it's evolved over time. It basically became a thing where I had to feel comfortable, A, again, like making sure that I was going to be consistent in producing content for this thing such that people were getting value. Yeah. And that there was a value um, to it that, you know, I, I, as an artist, I, it exposes the vulnerabilities that I have. Yeah. Like I'm almost a different person when I'm working with music than I am when I'm working with software and business. Yeah. Um, and, because it's it 's a much more personal process, and i 'm super critical and I think artists can maybe re- resonate with this i 'm super critical of my own art, yeah, and so i 'm like, "Why would anybody pay for this? This is crap, or you know it 's too simple or it's not it 's not like my favorite artist like i I need to aspire to be like that person, and once i 'm that person, then I can." Then it's valuable. You know, it's like there's all these self critical things that come into the mix. But it's a, it's, that's one of the things I love about working with music is it's such, or art, is it's such a great teacher in that way. Mm. It, it, um, it helps me learn and practice being human and being vulnerable. Um, and, and yeah, there is, there is an exchange that's valid, I think, for, for art and, we have tons of creatives who use Member Mouse, and I've had conversations with a number of them about this very topic about the pricing. And it's always a personal journey and evolution. You have to start, but it's not. It, my advice is always start where you feel comfortable. Yeah. Because when it's time to make a change, it will. It will happen on its own. If you, if you start with something that you don't feel comfortable with, then you, it may be that very thing that trips you up and keeps you from moving forward.
0: Yeah. Now you said that you've got a lot of creatives that are, that are using this, this, this model of membership model. It's something that's emerging more and more. Um, I, I seem to find and, you know, hence us. Us doing this series of, of blogs and pods on the, on the the, uh, the subject. How have you found that um, has changed and grown uh, in the time that you've had member mouse?
1: Well, I, I don't necessarily have pers- a full perspective to be able to answer that question exactly because I I just don't know how it was before and how it is now. But sure. what I can say is. There's a, there's a clear movement of people who are interested in quality over quantity in mm-hmm. terms of the audience they're serving. So, and I specifically see this with artists that their main intention may not be to make money. Uh, their main intention may be, look, I just want a, a way to connect with my audience and have a way when, you know, just like I'm not on stage or I'm not doing an event where I can continue that conversation with people. Um, and, you know, as a result, you know, uh, there's a win-win situation there. Their fans get to continue to connect with them and learn from them. And they get, uh, the benefit of, uh, that, uh, community aspect, you know, artist yeah. journey can sometimes be lonely. So it's nice to have that group that you can share things with and get feedback from on a consistent basis and not just like have that You know, two weeks of nothing and then you do a show and it's like super energizing. Then you, you go away from that and you're like, there's crickets and it's silent. So we have all sorts of people, you know, photographers, guitarists who, who sell guitar lessons, people who teach composition, people teach drawing, Mm -hmm. um, people who teach how to do electronic music production, nail art, um, uh, and a composer who actually, uh, a, a television and film composer who created a, his own music library Fantastic. Uh, so that he can, you know, and all of these things, it, you know, personally, again, a personal perspective, but I think I'm not in a, a minority here. Um, I think that the, the skills that we develop as artists are valuable and it's not just about a completed piece of work yeah. that. It's about the completed piece of work is, is kind of what we strive to do. That's our, our, our journey, but the byproducts of everything that we've learned along the way, that's valuable to people. People are wanting to learn to write music. People are wanting to learn to draw, mm-hmm. play guitar, all of these things. And they, and the thing is, something that was important for me to hear when I, I first started podcasting, because I was like, you know, uh, again, i uh, thinking to myself, well, there's so much podcasts out there. What do I have to say that hasn't already been said? Yeah. And someone said to me at that point, which was really valuable, is there aren't any new messages, just new messengers. Yeah, okay. And that resonated with me because it's like, yeah, you know, like 10 people could say the same thing. But. 50 people are going to resonate with one guy and 50 are going to resonate with the other guy. There's an audience for everybody. Yeah. And it's your personality that is super unique. And you, even though you may be saying the same thing and teaching something, it's not, there's, there's always room for more people to come in and do the teaching.
0: And that, that I guess is, is, you know, the essence of what's been, uh, transformative about digital technologies, um, and the crowd economy more generally. You know, highly distributed groups can come together, uh, and find a, a viable audience because we have this ability to reach so much further and, and so much more widely. So, uh, yeah, I think you're, you're absolutely spot on. And I guess the other thing for a lot of creatives is, Sometimes it's a long time between drinks, you know, because, right. you know, the production process of, of uh, whatever creative endeavor you're involved in can sometimes be extended. And it's, it's been a perennial problem for creatives that, that ability to build in some kind of, um, more stable income streams. And these types of models that we have here with the membership and patronage, can actually help with that by by allowing us between, you know, our major masterpieces, if you will, um, uh, that maintain some, um, engagement that, that will create value for the audience, but will also uh, create a revenue for you as well.
1: Yeah, it, it creates revenue. It also creates emotional support and community. Um, I'm a, a patron of a number of people on, uh, Patreon, and it's a pleasure to be a part of their journey and to hear um, the struggles that they go through and to see their art. And yeah. and the commonality between all these people is the gratitude that they feel for uh, the community of people that help that give them that consistency of support um, and fuel them on. And the thing is, um, you know, I've commissioned some of these people to do specific work and I'm sure that that's not an uncommon thing. Like this community, yes, it, it comes together and they may be paying you $1, $5, whatever a month to support your work and get access to behind the scenes content, et cetera, et cetera. But then, you know, the more people are exposed to your work, the more uh, doors are there for your next job, right? Yeah. So it, it's, yeah, I think it's an amazing thing.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting that you know you you um, are a user of and engage with with Patreon. So it's great that you're you're sort of agnostic about these things. But if if um, if if you were advising somebody that was a, a creative of some description that was thinking about setting up some kind of patronage, patronage model beyond the the this um, ability of reassuring yourself that you can consistently um, produce content of value that will be useful to your community. What What are the key considerations, do you think, that a, a creative needs to think about when they're entering into this space? And what are the key things that, that make, in your mind, make the, the more
1: successful ones and the less successful one? Well, I mean, I, I don't think it's that much more than that. I think the thing is the mistake is to make it more than that. Yeah. The mistake happens when you think it's about the technology or the design. Like I've seen people spend twenty thousand dollars on a site. Um I've seen people spend twenty thousand dollars on a site and never launch it for two years. Mm-hmm. Obviously they didn't that wasn't success. I've seen people spend twenty thousand dollars on a site, super uh good design, launch it and not get over fifty members. And I've seen people spend less than five hundred dollars on a site, launch it, and it within six months have a thousand members. Okay. So from what I see, the the common it's never about the tools, it's never about the technology. It's just like in music, like everybody's got every guitarist has a guitar. But what's the differentiator between someone who's has A certain amount of success in someone who has maybe less. It's not the tool. And so it's always about what you're bringing to the table. The more that you can, and it's about, um, it's about becoming like at one and comfortable with this process, because I think when you commit to doing something consistently, you have to make it a part of your life. Mm -hmm. And you have you it's about learning to bring a different eye and perspective to your own life because byproducts everything you things that you're so used to doing that are habitual to you are actually content like you may you may just fiddle around on the piano or doodle and you don't think that there's much value in that but if you record that video there's tons of people who would be interested in that yeah. you know it, it's kind of like being able to step a little bit away of what's so common to you and, and be able to have an open mind to that. It may be not uncommon. It may be uncommon to other people and other people may be interested. So you recognize these opportunities and you have, you develop a, you develop a uh, system of capturing that. Like for me, it was really important to make sure that, It's easy for me to sit down and start composing. And also my camera is set up all the time because the more that you have to set up, the more that you have to put out, uh, in order to do something, the more of a barrier there's going to be. And then you won't do it. And so my, I know people, I know that, you know, people struck will struggle with this perspective that don't worry about the technology. It'll happen on its own, but this is, I've seen been doing this for ten years, and I've I've seen thousands of people start the journey and the journey be successful, be not successful, and this is just what I come away with. It's it's always about what you're bringing to the table, and to me, uh, it's technology will let you know when it when it needs to be adjusted and when it needs to be upgraded. So f- you know, for a basic beginner, I would say the first and best step. Is to get yourself out there with the minimum, uh, friction possible. That's why personally I chose Patreon. Obviously I can build a member mouse membership site, but it's too, it's overkill for me at this point for that type of, for that type of adventure. Yeah. I didn't want to worry about the technology because that would have been something that gets in the way of me now. Uh, when that gets to a certain point, I will definitely switch it over. Yeah. Because. Then I'll have so many more options on how I can, I can continue that. But it's, it's like, don't put the cart before the horse. And, yeah. and I, again, I apologize if that's a little bit nebulous as an answer. No, no, no. It's great. I like it. Listen, to give us some
0: of the, the, the practicals of member mouse then. What, what, what is the, the sort of pricing model? How can we take payments? What, what are the options that you get with member mouse?
1: The entry level of MemberMouse is 20 bucks a month. Okay. It's actually 19.95 a month. Uh 14-day free trial. And the thing is uh, the way that we currently have it set up is that you us probably like 95% of the features are available on the starter plan. Okay. Our philosophy is that we want people to grow with MemberMouse. Like we, you know, one of the biggest pain points can be is if you start with a software and you need to switch to something else because you've outgrown it. Yeah. A lot of people come to MemberMouse when they've chosen another solution and they have success and then they start hitting the, the, the limitations of that particular tool that they chose. Yeah. Member mouse can handle, uh, we have customers right now doing millions of millions upon millions of dollars a year in transactions. And, also having 200,000 active members on their site. So the thing is, the way I look at it is like a membership site is like a a, a sea, seafaring vessel, and uh, some are better constructed than others. Now, if you're only going to try and sail one person across the ocean, pretty much any vessel will do. But it's the more weight you put on it, the more you want to carry, the more that the cracks will start to show in a poorly designed thing. Okay, and that's the difference between member mouse and other things because member mouse is truly been tested from the very beginning with high volume sites. So if you're just planning on only having a hundred members or less, you can literally use anything. It doesn't matter. You know, sure member mouse can do, you know, maybe something better, but it's, it, it at that point, it's like six, Whatever the half dozen, the other thing phrases. Yeah, you know yeah. Six, <laughs> uh, one, half dozen, of the other. Yeah. Exactly that thing. It doesn't matter. But if you're gonna have 500 members, well, now because there are unforeseen things. Like as a membership site grows, there are maintenance tasks that need to be done. I mean, think about you don't think about these things, but you're you're taking subscription payments. A lot of subscription payments get declined every month because of cards. Now, if the software doesn't have an automated way to handle that, in order for you to get paid, you're gonna have to be getting on the phone uh, calling people trying to get them to pay you. And of course that's that's yeah. a full that's a that's a large job. And MemberMouse handles that. It's automated. And so many other things are automated and support the uh, growth of the business because revenue ultimately is a result of income minus expenses and so if you can decrease expenses, that's just as good as profit. And, like and MemberMouse focuses on both of those things, giving you tools to help you increase revenue, like our advanced reporting suite, um, all sorts of charts and graphs and things to look at your data and make strategic assessments on what you need to do to increase your your numbers, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, you know, again, like this is all stuff that you're definitely not going to want to be thinking about when you're just getting started, but it is stuff that you want to be able to do once you get to a certain level of success. Yeah. And if you have, if you start with somebody who doesn't do that and you have to switch, switching is the biggest expense you can ever have. You don't want to have to do that.
0: It's interesting. You preempted me there because I was going to ask you about metrics, but clearly, you know, you, you've got all of that. Backend, uh, analytics and metrics covered. So you get the reporting, you get insight and,
1: uh, those are things that can be, uh, tremendously useful. Yeah. It's essential at a certain point. Um, like I was saying before, lifetime customer value is a, a super valuable number, but it's really hard to calculate unless you're using member mouse because it, it calculates it for you. You know, people try to do it with Google analytics. But it's Google Analytics is just because of the nature of how it functions. It's not, it's, it's tracking things through a, a particular script that's inserted on the page. It can miss things. It doesn't necessarily catch every sale. So your numbers aren't going to be exactly on, but Member Mouse is the point of sale. It's collecting all the money. So it knows, um, okay, where did this referral come from and how much did they pay? So you can literally do things where you can know. You can be having advertising going on Google or Facebook and broken down by ads, and you can literally see in our reports which ad is outperforming the other, and therefore you then know, and I can, okay, let me just put all my money in this ad because this one's performing the best and bringing me the best customers. So... Yeah, I mean it's it's super powerful.
0: That's that's fantastic. Now listen, uh, we were talking the other day and uh, you, you were mentioning some examples of people that are that are using uh member mouse uh, already. So yep. are there any of those that you you um, can remember and share with with uh, the listeners now?
1: So yeah, so one that comes to the, to mind is artofcomposing.com. This guy's a, a composer. Oh. Um, and so you know of course he he has things outside of this membership site where he's doing his composition but he created this site where he uh allows the members to make real progress in their ability to compose music teaches them music theory um and how to create music and so that's something that he's it's actually pretty successful and so he he has a, a stream of income going with that uh, activemelody.com is uh, run by a guitarist, an enthusiast named Brian, and he teaches his members guitar lessons with a focus on improvisation, lead guitar, rhythm guitar fills. Um, so that's a really cool site. I sign up for that <laughs> myself. Yeah. I think. Um, Pencil Kings is a great site. Mitch Buller did an amazing job on the site, and he teaches people. It's an online education and community center where he helps artists learn to draw, paint, do graphic design, uh, with the aim of helping them improve their skills and careers. There's a there's a there was one that uh, I I remember you mentioned it was Base Gorilla. I think they. Oh were. yeah yeah bass gorilla is is um, another amazing site he actually sold that business last okay. year but it's a online membership site that teaches its community specific electronic music music production techniques and they bring together eager audio producers with some of the world's best electronic musicians and djs so if you're into electronic based music there it's pretty much the place that you want to go to to learn
0: i think these are these are interesting aren't they because the people that are that are uh, perhaps primarily let's say in this case a music producer finding yep. a way of using their skills and expertise in a slightly to a slightly different audience uh, and and finding opportunities to to uh, derive revenue from that which is the point that you were making earlier about stepping away from the creative process
1: enough to Understand where there's value in it in different ways of experience. Right. It's a byproduct. Like people are interested in the byproducts of your life. Basically, yeah. like put a camera on, do what you normally do, throw it up on Patreon or any site where you can, you know, just test it out. Uh, throw it up on YouTube. I mean, it doesn't, you don't have to, try to start testing payment right away. Just like get feedback from the audience, see what people latch on to, see what they're interested in because you're already spending your days doing something. And people are interested. All you have to do is, like, I was uh, thinking to myself the other day, like, cause I've been shooting videos about my composition, like writing while I'm writing music, and I'm like, okay, this is pretty much what I do, except I basically have to learn to talk to myself out loud. <laughs> <laughs> you know so provide that commentary simultaneously.
0: Yeah. great stuff listen Eric I could talk to you all day about this stuff and uh, and and there's so much more that we could cover but it would be good uh, point people in the direction of Member Mouse so they can find out more about it if they want to engage in it but where, where do you think Member Mouse is going to go over the next few years where, where do you want to take it
1: well I mean we again are looking at the people who are using it. Obviously, we have a lot of customers who are straight customers, but we've also developed uh, a huge developer community, people who who are using our product, and they're basically referring clients to us because clients come to them saying, hey, I want to build this thing, and then the developers say, oh, okay, I'm going to use Memory to do this. So one of the things that we're doing this year is we're building a whole new suite of developer tools uh, to su- support the developer community, and the reason this is important to everyone is because you know we're a relatively small company. We're we're only ten people, and we do this full time. Uh, but there's thousands of people and millions of members who are running on the membership platform, and so we can't possibly keep up from a development perspective with all of the creative things that people want to do right so by putting the developer tools out there we're essentially opening up the possibility for developers to make extensions to our software
0: to uh, so it's almost like a crowdsource model in some respects
1: exactly you know we're basically putting the we're going to be putting the the power in the hands of the developers so that they can extend our software and then we can pull back really and focus on the core of the software so it's going to be a win win because there's going to be a lot more functionality that comes out because Basically, all these developers who are uh, implementing things can can do it themselves. And we can then focus on building more advanced uh, core technologies that only we as a team could do, such as advanced business rules, more advanced reporting, um, all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's yeah, it's a very exciting time. And so sounds it. Yeah, we're we're looking forward to that fantastic eric and if people want to go and find out more about members mouse it's membermouse.com you yeah? know yeah membermouse.com and i i would suggest um you know subscriptionentrepreneur.com is my podcast okay. and there's a lot of uh there's a lot of talks on there i mean we've We've covered, we kind of brushed on before talking about, hey, if you're doing a certain pricing model, you want to be committed. Now that's, there's a lot of nuance to everything. We have podcasts, episodes on pricing, just pricing and doing uh, one time pricing versus like evergreen courses versus subscription based models. So there's a lot of good things in there. Um, and there's also. Interviews with people about building a brand and, and other stuff like that. So I think that's a really cool way to kind of, you know, without, yeah, just to start getting involved with this community, but not having to, you know, pull the trigger right away to do anything. Uh, Fantastic.
0: Yeah. Remind us where, remind us of that address again. It's subscriptionentrepreneur.com. Fantastic. And we'll include all of those links in the, in the blogs and things that go with this. Great. Eric, that's been fantastic speaking to you. I really appreciate you taking the time and I look forward to seeing how uh, Member Mouse continues to grow and develop in all of his ex- exciting um, uh, projects that you've got involved with. So thanks for coming on to Expo North and speaking to us. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. And I, I also want to mention one more resource. Um, cause if people are interested in, in about this, obviously you and I, can get back and have another conversation. But um, I do live office hours every Friday. So if people want to, if people have specific questions they have for me, they can jump on that um, and join. So if the office hours is a great way to just show up, you you don't have to be a member. Um, A lot of people who come are just like, you know, Looking, researching, and you can ask any questions you have, whether it's business related, related specifically to the product. So I make myself available to do that live um, pretty much every Friday. Uh, yeah. So that's another great resource.
0: Fantastic, Eric. Thanks very much indeed for that. Really superb. Great to speak to you. And um, I understand it's snowy where you are, so it's raining where I am. So uh, 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 I think you got the best bargain.
1: Well, yeah, snow or rain, it doesn't matter. As long as the sun's out, it's good. (laughs) Cheers, Eric. Thanks a lot, mate. All right. Thank you, Tim. Thank you so much for listening to this entire episode. I sincerely hope you enjoyed and benefited from my conversation with Tim. I'd also like to extend my sincere gratitude to Tim for having me on his show and allowing me to share our conversation with you. To get links to all the resources we mentioned in this episode, head on over to subscriptionentrepreneur.com slash 148. There you'll also find show notes and a downloadable transcript of our conversation. If you enjoyed this episode of our podcast, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher. We have a growing library of engaging episodes just like this one and many more to come. Thank you for being here, and I'll see you next time.